Hello and welcome to LWML On The Go, the official podcast of the Lutheran Women's Missionary League. This is episode 67. I'm your host, Becca Footy, and today we're continuing our study of Jan Burnett's The Task-Filled Life. This is the session, Abundant Spiritual Treasures. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6, verses 19-21 Many people today want to live in a world of fantasy. Millions of dollars are spent on vacations, taking them away from the realities of life. Resorts and theme parks overflow with people from all over the world hoping to embrace a day of laughter and relaxation, providing a respite from one's present world. Even when residing at home, the masses watch movies and TV reality shows as a means of viewing the lives of others, hoping that entertainment will offer more colorful pictures than experienced in their own real lives. These worlds of happily ever after or stranger than strange offer a different perspective and give a glimpse of how life could be outside the confines of their own boring, unpredictable four walls. All these kingdoms can be good, enjoyable, and refreshing. Having a vacation or watching uplifting movies can be acceptable and valuable. Yet it is when lives are in turmoil, when lingering crises occur, or we find ourselves swallowed up in heartbreak, that these kingdoms prove to be only a temporary fix. They end up simply being a band-aid, placed on an open wound. When this occurs, they not only prevent healthy scarring, but may enlarge the wound even more as the reality of own truth sets in. In addition, when we rely on the kingdoms of this world, we may run the risk of missing the narrow way that leads to rest and peace in God's kingdom. Jesus himself warned of this mindset. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Matthew 7, verses 13 to 14. We pray. Dear Father in heaven, reveal your will and way as we study your word. Open our eyes to your truths and your glory as we grow to understand the incredible spiritual treasures of serving you in the kingdom. In Jesus' name we ask this. Amen. In Christ's kingdom, each day can be valued as a day spent in his presence, even while living in the reality of our personal lives. Each day covered with his love remains secure and reveals open hearts to his teachings. The narrow way with Jesus far surpasses the wider world of TV, movies, and fantasy kingdoms. The narrow way is to be desired first and foremost. The kingdom of God changes our view of the other kingdoms and keeps our lives in better balance. In the kingdom of God resides the lover of our souls, the friend who shares our woes, and the Savior who understands our goals. Rest in Him as we discover this kingdom and the blessing of knowing this Lord and Savior in whom we reside. The Kingdom of God But first seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Matthew 6, verse 33 Where is this heavenly kingdom of which Jesus spoke, a kingdom not of this world, as found in John 18, verse 36? The kingdom of which the disciples were aware, and from which they thought Jesus would rescue them, was in direct contrast to the kingdom to which Jesus referred. His kingdom would, in fact, flip their world upside down. Rather than escape aggression and possession, his love ruled and was the power to be used by the believers in his kingdom. 
The Beatitudes are a classic example of Christ's interpretation of a world of new thoughts, revealing a new approach to life. We read Matthew 5 verses 3 to 11 to discover this upside-down world. As I read, take note of the contrast and how the earthly worlds differ from the love displayed in the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Matthew 5, verses 3-11 to Christ's kingdom is also reflected in the following. Matthew 13, verses 44 to 46, Matthew 25, verse 34, and Hebrews 12, verse 28. And now we ask, who receives this kingdom? Christ's kingdom resides in his presence. Through faith we became his own and received his Holy Spirit as a guarantee of our inheritance into that kingdom, as found in John 3, verses 3 to 8. As a result, we possess the kingdom of God always available to us in our hectic, spinning, task-filled lives. John 7 verses 38 to 39 says, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Refer also to Ephesians 1 verses 13 to 14, 1 Corinthians 6 verses 19 to 20, and 2 Corinthians 5 verse 5. Because the kingdom of God is heavenly, not earthly, the joys and privileges of that inheritance become ours upon receiving Christ through baptism. Listen to the following passages to discover what Scripture has to say about the incredible kingdom of God. Psalm 145, verses 10 to 13. All your work shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power, to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. Romans 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20. For the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. One of the greatest joys of belonging to Christ's kingdom is stated in Psalm 16, verse 11. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. New International Version. Those eternal pleasures are ours to implore by seeking, asking, and knocking, as found in Matthew 7, verses 7 to 8. Through Scripture, the kingdom of God explodes with the knowledge of all the abundant treasures offered by the eternal and loving Savior. Continue this walk, relying on the Holy Spirit to reveal the abundant grace and mercy offered as we, Christ's baptized children, reside in Him and He in us. Spiritual Treasures in God's Word Psalm 19, verses 7-10 to 10. 
The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Psalm 119, verses 72, 105, and 127. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Therefore, I love your commandments above gold, above fine gold. Proverbs 8, verses 10 to 11. Take my instruction instead of silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. On your own, read the entire chapter of Psalm 119, for it is a treasure trove of God's revelation regarding the value of His Word. Let Hebrews 4 verses 12 to 13 serve as a reminder of the impact God's Word can have upon us as we read and study it. Our faith is shielded by God's power. Psalm 18 verses 30 and 35. This God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in Him. You have given me the shield of your salvation, and your right hand supported me, and your gentleness made me great. Galatians 2 verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. 1 Peter 1, verses 3-9 to Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. We are living stones. Listen to the following to confirm our relationship to God as a living stone. Ephesians 2 verses 18 to 19. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. 1 Peter 2, verses 4-5 and 9-10 As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, 
but now you have received mercy. We are special people, unique in many ways, yet always in need of the chief cornerstone. Out of sheer joy and gratitude, we desire to declare His praises and proclaim the excellencies of Him who called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. Christ's place in our lives as the chief cornerstone. 1 Peter 2.6, referencing Isaiah 28.16. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in Him will not be put to shame. Ephesians 2, verses 19 to 22. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Colossians 1, verses 19 to 20. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Salvation by Christ alone is the narrow way. Because we believed it, many would call us narrow-minded. And in truth we are, for it is the narrow way that leads to eternal life. Concluding this study of the abundant treasures of God's spiritual kingdom, we can rejoice that there is so much more to learn. The amazing love discovered through Christ's sacrificial death, the power revealed in us through his resurrection, and the comfort of knowing that he is ever with us are truths in which we believe. They are the groundwork of our faith. Even upon our death, we will discover it to be not a day of sorrow, but rather a day of rejoicing, for we will be truly alive in Him. We will be in Christ forever, and we'll be joined with our loved ones in the clouds upon His return, as found in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 16 to 17. What a party that will be! We close with prayer. Loving Heavenly Father, You have stored up for us abundant treasures, both now and into eternity. Open our eyes to the incredible spiritual blessings you desire to give us every day. May your strength and mercy be ours as we walk the narrow path with you in our busy, task-filled lives. In Jesus' name and for his sake we ask this. Amen. This has been the Task-Filled Life, Abundant Spiritual Treasures. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of LWML On The Go. If you enjoyed this session from The Task-Filled Life and would like to download the entire printable study, please visit us online at lwml.org life. Special thanks to Kyle Faber for writing and performing today's music. My name is Becca Footy, and I'm wishing you a grace-filled rest of your day.